What's good, world? You know who it is. It's your boy, Justin Miller, back with another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. And before we jump into the meat of this thing, don't forget to go to social media right now. If you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and go to Legends of Athletics, like, follow, share, and subscribe to the pages. Even if you're on YouTube, go to the YouTube page and press the subscribe button. Don't forget to like, care, like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Let a neighbor, let a friend, let your significant other know, everybody know that the Legends of Athletics podcast is here and we're here to stay. Um, don't forget, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, go back and listen to to old episodes as well, because there are plenty of jewels in each and every episode. But as with every episode, make sure to, to share it. Make sure that we're, we're doing the best that we can be, that we're doing the best that we can do and we're being the best that we can be. Um, this podcast is based out of Tupelo, Mississippi. It's not a very big market, but we're doing very well for where we are. And I just hope that you would um, allow me to be a voice um, in your speakers to make your day go a little smoother or that you can learn something from the podcast. And so with that, let's jump into tonight's or today's or to this this afternoon's topic. Just depend on when you choose to listen to this thing. All right. So I want to talk about what I wish I knew. What I wish I knew when I jumped into uh, the entrepreneurial um, field or world as a business owner. For those who don't know or you know, you may not have caught the drift. I am a sports performance coach. I have my own sports performance business. And this podcast is actually a part or a phase of this bit or of my business as uh, the Legends of Athletics Grow. So it's part of um, Legends of Athletics itself is a sports training business. Uh, we do everything from actually training, uh, first of all, uh, to merchandise sales to, um, you know, our media as far as YouTube and even this podcast. And so it's all in one. It's all under that umbrella of Legends of Athletics. And so jumping into that world of entrepreneurship is so much that um, I wish I knew when I first started, first of all, is this is the, the 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 number one thing that's very obvious is that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to throw yourself out there. You're going to throw yourself out there for criticism. You're going to throw yourself out there for praise. And you're going to throw yourself out there for head scratching moments. You're going to just put yourself out in the front line to be hit with whatever objects uh, are thrown your way. And so with that, being an entrepreneur, one thing that I will say is that you need to have thick skin. You need to have thick skin in business just in general, but especially when you're out there and you're doing it on your own because um, you will be criticized. You'll be called crazy for some stuff. And, you know, you just do what's best for you and what's going to work best for your business, whatever that business venture is, whatever that um, thing that is that you're going after. And I'm not necessarily saying that, that what you're going after is monetary, but, you know, whatever it is that you're going after, make sure that you put your, you put your best foot forward. One thing that's funny, I think about the uh, Last Dance documentary that just aired, probably the last episode aired aired, aired a week ago on uh, ESPN. And I think about uh, Michael Jordan in that documentary and how he uh, was stating at certain points how he made up stories of players so that he can play his best game because he always wanted to dominate and prove that he was the best. And, you know, when you're the creme de la creme 
uh, the best of the best, you know, it's, it's that's that's what your goal is each and every day. You don't really have anybody behind you that's pushing you to be great, but you push yourself to be the greatest each and every day in everything it is that you do. And so I thought about that and I, I thought about me and my business personally, um, the growth that has happened and how I have taken negative things and turned them into a positive or driving force. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I can think about when I first started in business and, you know, I was trying to do the sports training and personal training at the same time. And really, personal training ain't my thing. I mean, I've never really been a person who has had a personal trainer's physique, so to speak. And I've never been a person who was real enthused about it. You know, I like health and fitness, but I've also always been more so concentrated on the sports side of things. And so I do remember having messages um, I had a friend who sent me a, I'll never forget, it was very, this is very vivid. I mean, it's, it happened a couple times, but I had a friend who was a real true friend at this time and uh, wasn't training much and stuff like that or really in the training game. But anyway, sent me a message that someone else has sent to them about me and the message in so many words was saying that, man, you know, Justin goes hard, but really not seeing the results. And I took that message and it kind of hit home because I really wasn't taking my physical appearance very serious, but I also knew that my ultimate goal was more performance than just my appearance. But the appearance comes with that as well. And so, you know, I took that at first, and at first it kind of hurt me. I'm not going to lie, because uh, I was not prepared for that in the business world. And so it kind of shook me, but then I had to bounce back. I kept that message, too. I keep all messages, uh, just letting y'all know. Especially when they're negative because I like to look at them and, you know, get a little fire lit in me every now and then. And so um, I, I, I took that thing and, you know, I let it I let it simmer into my, my into my mind and I took it and, and made a positive out of it. And that's one thing as an entrepreneur that I would tell you that was when I say have thick skin. Many people criticize you. I mean, even when you come out with shirts stuff like that i mean somebody i was gonna say they can do it better somebody i was gonna say why are you doing this that and the other but you have to believe in yourself and have a self-belief that's greater than whatever words or whatever actions come against you i mean that's that's just what it is i mean i've faced so many different so many different situations being an entrepreneur so many stories that i could tell you over and over again about different things that have happened that you know, it's I I, re I want to share the wealth of knowledge or the knowledge that I've gained in five years. I have my own thing, um, with the world. I mean, I I can tell you everything from being afraid to share my business when I first moved back home. I was twenty five, twenty four, twenty five somewhere in there. Moved, first moved back home and started this business. At that time, it was called Geeked Physiques, and. I mean, I, I was scared to share. Like, people ask me, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a sports trainer. I, I kind of um, train kids in, you know, the areas of sp speed, agility, strength, stuff like that. But um, that's kind of what I do. And that's how I was talking. I mean, it, the results showed. I mean, I got a few people, but I, I really didn't have a whole lot to show for it because I didn't have confidence behind what I was doing. Um, I didn't have confidence, even though I had my college degree, I didn't have confidence behind, you know what I'm saying, what it was that I was selling. And if you're going to sell anything, you first have to sell yourself on what the, what it is that you're selling. And so over a five-year mark, I mean, it took time. It also took maturity not only in my 
business life, but maturity in my personal life as well, and taking my business as as personal as possible. Because I can tell you, also, it was a year where I didn't take it personal, and the pockets, the business finances itself suffered the consequences because I didn't take it serious. And then to build that momentum again, it just takes a whole nother, you know, a whole nother. It's basically like starting all the way over, because once you lose momentum, you have to you have to recreate it recreate the excitement and recreate the following so you know those are just a few things i thought about off the top but you know the things i wish i knew were how to price my knowledge uh my consistency taking care of of the of my body and you know like i told you before business is business you know when it comes to the area uh, or the field of personal training or sports training or whatever it is that you're doing. One of the most important things that you need to know is pricing. How do I price the product or the service that I'm selling? How do I price that? Because you have to factor in your time, your gas, your commitment, your everything. Because when it comes to a price, it's not just talking like, for instance, when I, I, I charge my price for personal for sports training, for personal sessions and group sessions, sessions. When it comes to that price, I'm not setting that price just for what I'm doing within an hour. Because when I'm working with people, whether it be one on one or whether it be a group, I have to have I have a game plan. I have what I like. I have the goals that I want the group to accomplish. And each and every day, I don't take paper out there with me. But each and every night, I have to prepare before I go out there. I have to prepare to execute before any actions even take place. I also have to know what it is that I'm trying to accomplish with my clients. Okay, for instance, today is uh, Thursday. So if I want, if I'm training people tomorrow on Friday, I need to know before I go out there, are we working on lateral quickness? Or are we working on uh, straight line speed today? Are we going to work on unilateral strength? Or are we going to work on bilateral strength? Are we working on being more explosive? Or are we working on acceleration? So all that stuff comes into a play. And if I'm working on uh, explosiveness, acceleration, and top speed in the same day, okay, how do I program that and structure that to get the most out of my athletes within the hour? Because I do know that I have to warm them up. I do know I had to cool them down and stretch. I do know, okay, let's say that maybe mentally this day they're not having a good mental day, whether that be they broke up with a girlfriend, maybe their parents have been on them about, you know, being more mature or giving them more responsibility. Maybe they got a big test coming up at school. Maybe they're nervous about uh, what they're going to do in life after sports. It's so many things, so many factors that can throw off what you're doing in a day. Or, better yet, let's get out the mental. Let's go to the physical. So maybe the weekend came up, they rolled the ankle. Uh, maybe they feel like they pulled a muscle or strained a muscle. Maybe the session before. Uh, maybe they're tired from lifting weights at school, so they're not able to give you that 100% that you're looking for. So then what do you do? Do you stick with the plan just because you want to stick with it, or do you tailor it? to be the best, to, to produce the best outcome for each and every person that's involved. For you, from the standpoint of making that athlete the best they can be, 
to the athlete being in the best position that they can be. So you think about all that stuff, and then you think about the time that you spend talking to this person. You think about giving them advice on recovery. Think about when you got to uh, actually get in there with them and physically do stuff. You think about all that stuff, and that plays a role in pricing. I'm telling you that because when I first jumped into this game, I did not price stuff right. I did not take my pricing seriously, and therefore, I suffered the consequences. Many times I went to training sessions, no money in my pocket, and didn't leave with a dime in my pocket either. Many times I got burned by people who weren't paying on time because I didn't really have a payment system set up. It was more so you come, if you got it, pay me. If you don't, I'm going to trust that you're going to bring it back. A lot of times people don't come back. And, you know, pricing too low. So you can package a, uh, package your, your session. So you can say, oh, I'm going to sell you five sessions at X amount of dollars or 10 sessions at X amount of dollars. And if you underprice, like I have before, I trained a person that lived an hour and a half away from me and severely underpriced it for the month for, uh, yeah, I think I did. I think it was a, a monthly and not every two weeks, but it may have been every two weeks anyway. Um, so I priced them for, I think it was every two weeks. And what ended up happening was the first two sessions were good because I everything was paid for. But what I did not account for was my gas, my time, and all that. And so I lost more money than I gained. So when you look at your book or I looked at my books, it was more red than it was black. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, especially when you start out and you're by yourself and you can't afford an accountant, you can't afford a financial advisor, anything like that. You really have to you really need to make sure that you're keeping up with your books and really make sure that you're you're keeping up with your pricing. Um for whatever service it is that you're giving and make sure that you're doing the, you're putting your best foot forward and being a professional about it each and every time. Now if you underprice, just cut your loss, take the L and then work on it again. Got it? Got it. All right. So next is the knowledge base. I want to talk to you like I ain't gonna say on this long. Because I can go all night on it. And it's one of those subjects for me that's very touchy. Because I take what I do very seriously. And I feel like whatever it is that you do, whatever arena, whatever area it is that you that you delve in, that you go in, you should take it serious. And what I mean by taking it serious is you should study your craft. They say it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert or 10 years. Whichever one you choose to do first. But you should be studying what's new, what's cutting edge, what's working, what's not working. Everything that comes out is not working. Okay, so they have this, um, and I'm not knocking anybody that does this, but they have all kind of waist trainers. They got all kind of bands, resistance, uh, tees, uh, all kinds of smoothies, shakes, whatever you want. They got all kinds of it. But this is what it comes down to. As a trainer, especially if it's anybody working with anybody physically, anything like that, make sure try it on yourself first. If you have the ability to try it on yourself first and then branch it to your client, your clientele. Everything that's on the shelf is not great. Every exercise move out there is not great. Know what it is you're doing and know why you're doing it. Always have a purpose. Do not just go aimlessly and start doing stuff and not having a purpose. Like, it makes no sense 
to just follow a bland workout plan that you probably found out googled or found on the internet if you have no clue of what the end result is what's the plateau what's the peak what's the what's the the apex of this plan because if you don't know any of those things then you're just wasting your time it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall you don't really know what direction you're going in you're just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall but especially that's why i say this is special for trainers or stuff you need to know where you are where you're trying to go what you're trying to do and then go and do it consistently like that's the thing like don't and it's, it's so many fly by trainers and so many people now that shade trees stuff like that because they think that i can just get out here run a bunch of drills run do this then the other and it's gonna work and it doesn't work like that study your craft Study to show yourself approval, work that, that, that needeth not be ashamed. Study whatever it is you're doing. If you're trying to be the best electrician, you ain't just going to go out there and and uh, and try to uh, experiment on six houses before you get it right. Because by the time you get to number two or three, the word already spread around. You don't know what you're doing. So you ain't going to get that much business. So study to try to keep yourself in the best position you can. Keep yourself out of the harm's way. And like me, Friends, I, in the area that I'm in, in Tupelo, I mean, I I have a specialty, but I am also uh, a trainer of many sports. So unlike other areas where you just specialize in football, things like that, I am able to train football. I'm able to train baseball, soccer, um, basketball, track. Because I've done this over time, though. And even with certain injuries, you, you find that ankle injuries are coming, rolling ankles are coming patella tendonitis is coming uh hip tightness is coming so you need to figure out how to work around that or how to alleviate the pain not that you're making diagnosis not that you've been a doctor not that you've been a masseuse anything like that if you don't have the credentials behind you but you figure out how to work work around and work through those problems because that those are common things that come up so you know whatever field that that you're in what are common things that come up and learn about them Learn how you may be able to cut your client's cost in some way by helping with the thing or referring them to someone rather than always trying to do it yourself. Because it, it is the thin line between trying to do too much by yourself and then just giving it off to somebody else. So make sure you're doing that as well. Knowledge is, is very, is very, very, is invaluable. You cannot put a price tag on knowledge. Consistency is another thing. Being consistent. What I mean by consistency is, and I still have problems with this to this day because sometimes, Lord knows, I try my best to talk to each and every client that I have, but I just lose track of time. I lose my focus. I do not have time to, uh, because I, I mean, I literally, and I'm not trying to sound more important than what I am, but sometimes literally in the day, it's just not enough time to reply to every text message, reply to every call. It's just not, I'm only one person, but consistency is key. So point, case in point. If you are a trainer of any sort, whether it be sports or personal, and you use a public facility that is not covered, that you are outside, you are in the elements, you should probably keep up with the weather. Why do I say that? Because it makes no sense to schedule training sessions and you know it's going to come a flood. That's a, I know that's country the whole week if you know it's gonna storm the whole week you say hey we're planning to do this on this days on these days but if it rains then we won't um that's a good way to communicate with people that's a good way to 
Make sure that your business looks as professional as possible. But also in consistency, make sure that you do the small things like showing up at least 10 minutes before your session start so that you're not out there trying to throw stuff out as the person pulling up. Now, if you are a person like me, me, for instance, all right, most time through the week, if I have session starting at 530, I'm usually pushing it because I get off work at five ish. So sometimes I might be a little late. Sometimes I might be right on time. Sometimes I may be, you know, whatever. But, you know, I don't really like throwing out equipment as people rolling up because it, like, it looks like I'm not prepared. And then when you're in that position, it's like you're trying to rush yourself to catch up. You see what I'm saying? So it's better to go out there early, be calm, be relaxed, and um, be in the best position uh, for your athlete or your clients to feel comfortable because you do have to be in some sort of comfort, comfort zone in order to do what it is you're trying to do. So that's another big thing. Consistency. That's going to take you a long way, especially in business, because if people know you're consistent, even with your results, if you get consistent results, people are going to talk about you. And the, when they start talking about you, everything will flow to you. If you want the money, it's going to come. You want the clientele, it's going to come. You want all that, it's going to come. But you got to be consistent. Taking care of, I, I threw this in there for, for trainers, especially of all sorts, again, taking care of your body. This ain't just for personal trainers, but even if you're electrician, electrician, a cook, got your food truck, you got cleaning service, whatever. You're taking care of your body is the number one. That's one of the top. It's in your top five things. You probably top three things you need to do. Because if you ain't healthy, you ain't making money. When you're on the sideline, you ain't got playtime. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take care of your body. Put the right fuel in your body. If you know going to McDonald's, getting a, a double cheeseburger meal, a number one, whatever it is you choose to eat, is making you sleepy, stop eating it because you need to be alert, focused, and ready to go. Don't be lazy. And what we put in our body to fuel us will make us more productive or make us lazy, believe it or not. So make sure you're taking care of your body. Trainers, I'll tell you especially, you cannot be doing any and everything and expect to have 50 people. If you injure, you on the sideline half the year, how do you think you're going to train other people? Now, I have had injuries in the past that they just happen. I mean, you stay in the game long enough, they're going to happen. I mean, I've had foot stress fractures, but I was out there uh, still training with, with, a foot, with a boot on, stuff like that. But you major injuries you you should be probably the last person that really just go out there and just majorly injure yourself because you should know how to put yourself in proper uh proper positions not to get hurt now sometimes just sometimes freak accidents happen but remember your body is your money and if you're not available you're not making money that's with any any profession i mean if you sick half time you got head colds, you got migraine, all this stuff because of what you're doing, then you're not in the best position to help anybody to do anything because I don't want to call you and it's, oh, I can't do this for the next month because, as you know, like I said, some stuff is beyond our control. Sometimes you can go out there, you can be hitting drills, you can be running, exercising yourself, and just some pop, just you tell your ACL, whatever. 
it's over with. Uh, sometimes, you know, you be in a car accident, whatever. But the stuff that you can control, control. So take care of your body because you are just as important as whatever it is that you're doing. Many times when I jump in the fire with my athletes, especially when I when and I'm still young, but especially now, if I'm if I'm real sore, like I jumped in with them, tried to work out, then I tried to work out on my own, and my body just felt like, oh, I can't go, I can't do anything. I'm jumping in that cold tub, just like I would tell them to do, and trying to get my legs back, try to get my upper body back, trying to get my own. And then if you got to budget into your personal budget, don't take from your business. That's another thing. Turn money over in your business for your business until it gets to the point where you can take money from it to pay yourself. But take money to focus on your recovery, whether that be visiting the masseuse, going to cryotherapy, whatever it is. Take some money to invest in yourself. Or if that's buying an electro, electro uh, stimulating machine, whatever it is, invest in yourself because it's going to pay you more than if you don't. I mean, you can go out there as soon as you want to. Now, I understand. When I first started training, hey, look, you talking to somebody who had zero equipment. I didn't even have cones. I had an old football that I got from Walmart. It probably didn't cost no more than $10. That by the time we got through using it, it looked like a basketball. And Lord knows we was thankful um, that people donated, uh, that I was able to get footballs from old coaches and stuff like that. They might have been a little worn, but we was able to do that until I got to a point where I could do what I need to do right now, five years later. So, um, I, I mean, I'm in a smaller market, so I understand that, you know, it may be a little rough, but even when you don't have money, you still got a bathtub, sit in that thing, get your blood flowing so you can be good to go the next day because you got to do this at least five days a week. So you need to be ready to go. I mean, especially like me, I work a full-time job. I work, uh, I work two jobs, basically, and train. So I know that it can get tiresome sometimes train your body, but you need to make sure you're stretching. You make sure you you recovering, getting enough sleep, doing all that stuff in order to be the best you that you can be. Because again, your body is your money, and if you if you're not taking care of it, then you know what I'm saying you're not gonna make that much money. That's just that's just what it is. And lastly, one thing I wish I knew, and I'm going to wrap this podcast up because I know I've been talking to you guys for forever and some of y'all probably think I'm rambling, but stuff just makes sense if you sit down and listen to it. But the last thing I wish I knew is that failing and sometimes revamping is not the end of the world. Sometimes we can be so gung-ho on a business, so gung-ho on an idea that we don't want to let it go because you're married to that thing. And I understand it. Man, when I let... When I let Geek Physiques go and revamp the whole thing, it was tough. I thought on that idea for well over, probably a year at least, but it, I think it was well over that. And I kind of knew the end was coming with Geek Physiques. And when the end finally arose or came about, and I knew that I wasn't, like, I knew it was that time. Like, you would know when it's that time. It wasn't hard to do. I shut it down for about a month or two and relaunched and everything, you know, it came back. Because once you do it once, you kind of know how to do it twice. And everything just came back and we're doing things bigger and better than we did before. And I think about Geek Physiques because I was so young and it was the thing that I started with and I was married to it. I love the idea. I love the business. And it's the name still lives on to this day. Um... People still talk about Geek Physiques, and it's a catchy name. 
Um, even had T-shirts and and all that stuff. And you know, it was hard to be like, all right, I give up on it. But sometimes you have to give up on a on an idea or an initial business plan because it's just not working for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's not saying that you're that you are a failure. Maybe your business just failed. Maybe it needed to be revamped, whatever. But if that's what you need to do, don't be afraid to pull a trigger. Because so many times I was afraid to pull the trigger, even with Geek Physiques before it actually was the time to pull the trigger because I listened to what other people were saying. Justin, why are you trying to change the name? What's the purpose of change name? This and that, whatever. What's the purpose of redoing this? Why do you want to redo that? This, that, and the other. Well, because um, I just felt like, you know, I had my X, Y, and Z reasons. One reason that I would tell anybody that I changed the name from Geek Physiques to Legends of Athletics is because Legends of Athletics fits more of what I'm doing than Geek Physiques does. And that's that's real. Um, Because I'm not really into personal training. I mean, I, I initially started because I was into bodybuilding and into, you know, being a meathead, stuff like that. But the the more I, I journeyed into this, and the journey, Lord knows, I got a long way to go. But the more I journeyed, journeyed into this, the more I got away from the physiques. I got away from all that stuff. So why not drive into what it is that I actually love doing, what I do the majority of the time, and what fits what I'm doing? Because if you go to my Instagram page, of course, my Facebook, uh, Twitter even, you will see it's sports. It's, it's just, that's what it is. So why not have a sporty name? And, you know, it's just the thing about being an entrepreneur is that sometimes – you know, failure, we say failure is not an option. Sometimes failure is the only option. Sometimes you have to hit your head. Sometimes you have to start over. Sometimes you have to revamp. Sometimes you have to restructure. That's just what comes with it. But don't think that you're a failure. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your goals. Just find a way to, to redo it. And whatever idea that you write down, try to come up with as many, as many different ways as you can to get to that idea. And if you take a step forward, God will meet you wherever you are, and I promise that. Like I said, man, make sure you're pricing stuff right, you entrepreneurs out there. Make sure you're pricing stuff right. Make sure that you're working on your knowledge. Make sure you're staying consistent. Make sure you take care of your body. Remember, business is business. Have that thick skin. And remember, you need to price stuff right because you're going to need, especially if you're in a business like me with training and doing different stuff, you're going to need equipment. You're going to need you know, to keep stay up to date with, you know, uh, footballs, basketball, all that stuff. That stuff costs money. So make sure that you're training right. Um, I mean, that's just that's just the God on his truth and, and never, never settle. Never settle. Always set goals for your business. Set them monthly. What do you want to do? How many people do you want to work with? What services do you want to offer? What's a class that you want to, that you would like to attend, a seminar that will make you better? What's a book that you can purchase that'll make you better? Do all those things. Do all of that and work on being the best you that you can be. I promise people will appreciate you when you're being consistent, when you're being a professional, when you're actually being empathetic, when you're getting in there with your clients and you're going at it and you, you, you're grinding it out with them. Even though you're not playing the game no more, you're grinding it out. Fall in love with the process. Fall in love with the failure. Fall in love with the journey. If you can do all those things and you can get 1% better each and every day, then you too can be legendary. I'm out.